<laughs> hey! <Yeah>. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. That's good. Thank you. So, you currently run a Gold's Gym. I currently am the general manager of a franchise Gold's Gym. Yep. So, the only person directly above you would be the owner. Um, directly above me, I have a district manager and then the owner. Yeah. Oh, the okay. three of us work really closely together. And then how often do you, how often do you ever deal with like Gold's corporate? Uh, only when I reach out to them, basically. They're really great about sending information, sending um, newsletters, kind of some marketing that they're doing out. Uh, but if, if I need assistance, then I reach out to them. But other than that, they're pretty hands-off. They never, or have they ever, like stopped by, checked it out? Yeah. yeah, yeah, a few times actually. Just recently, I had um, one representative come, and she was super awesome, and really actually showing me some of their like new visions, which I'm I'm really stoked about. I think that Gold's Gym might have kind of that stigma. I think the previous owners it sold, and you could might have to correct me on this because I actually don't know the numbers on this. But like I think it sold. 2020. Remember all those uh, Gold's gyms went bankrupt, like went oh, right. Yeah, they all went out of business. One back home changed to something else too. Yeah. So uh, this new gentleman bought it, and he had this awesome vision, and he was really like rebranding, and really really passionate about like gold, gold itself. And then unfortunately, he's passed away. Uh, but his dad and his brother have now taken over. Um, so you'll see newer like watching their social media uh their branding has changed a lot colors wise going in is completely different than like to any of the new gyms is completely different than they were and i i am pleasantly surprised i'm actually very stoked to still be a golds we were supposed to end our contract in 2022 that ended our tenure um we ended up extending another four years and at first I was a little bummed about it but now after reconnecting and seeing like gold's their big picture I'm actually pretty pumped about it when when I worked at GameStop we would have GameStop wasn't franchised it was completely corporate but we would have very direct your store must look like this it must have this it must be in this place do you have rules like that that you have to follow or are you kind of free to do what you want with the place. You know, I can totally relate because I used to work for Target, right? And same, like same. branding, like very, very, every presentation was the same. Um, no. So I believe that because of our contract, we were under that previous um, contract per se. Uh, they weren't quite as strict with those things. And so we've kind of been grandfathered into that original agreement. Um, I do believe any new franchises going in are um, a little bit more... Uh, followed okay per, uh, more particular about it colors layouts uh, some of those designs you have the giant posters above the mirrors that mm-hmm. go around they're very like stock image yeah. pictures were those required that hey these are the ones that have to go up I believe in the very beginning there was a certain percentage of like how many logos like were okay. supposed to be represented um, now some of the new ones are really cool they have like a legacy with that wall 
um, and stuff like that. So it's it's actually like a wall, and it's pictures of all your OGs. Yeah, you know, cool. Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're, they're really actually cool. Um, kind of considering on doing it in here. They've just installed it in our. Uh, the owner of this gym also owns a couple on the front range of Colorado, right? And they put them over there, and then he's been stoked about it. He really likes how they turned out. These so. these people are just. They're, they're nobodies, right? Oh, just... like our big marketing? Yeah. yeah no, those yeah. are just marketing. They're pretty template. For, I can't remember. Maybe it feels like it was just a year. Your TVs used to pull from your Instagram account. And they would show people that had tagged this specific gym. They would play like their reel or their photo. Yeah. But that stopped. Did, was there like some kind of... No, that's just oh, trend no? setting, right? So like following things like marketing-wise... Um, you, you align with certain companies that are kind of what's the new and what's latest and what's catching attention. Um, we just didn't find that there was a lot of interaction with it. And so it was kind of the same pictures. So we just, we kind of just pulled it. We were paying for that service. And so, oh really? Yeah. With like a monthly charge to yeah. like link and distribute. Mm -hmm. I thought that it was, I don't come to the gym ever. Yeah. For any sense of community. Yeah. There have been, I don't know, maybe one gym in my life that I went to where it kind of felt like, I wouldn't say like these guys are my friends, but there's a little community here. You're excited to show yeah. up and like see them say what's up. Yeah. And maybe it'd be like, oh, we just finished a workout. You want to go get something to eat? And uh. it wouldn't necessarily be like this is my friend I met at the gym. It yeah. could just kind of be like like a bro. Yeah. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah. It was nice, but I wouldn't say it's something that I'm looking for. But I did think that that did give a little bit of like community to like, yeah. oh, there's, you know, like Sal or whatever on the TV. Like, that was kind of cool. You know what? You bring up a really strong point. So, and I was kind of excited to talk about this a little bit because – um, each year we go to a worldwide like convention, right? It's a right. trade show, shows all the latest technologies, in, people that are, well, they, it's usually in San Diego or oh, okay. it's in LA this coming year, but Oof. yeah, it kind of moves around, but they'll, they'll have all the booths with people that have come up with something like that. Right. Um, here you pay whatever a month for this service and can you, anybody that hashtags go to Do you know how much it was? Can you, can you say I how don't much remember it was? off the top of was, my head. Was it outrageous? No, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay. It was just like all these little things that added up right, that we're right. putting together okay. and monitoring it, like, right? Because I'd have to get a notification. Because you could put people anything to, yeah. and then tag it. Yeah, so it I had to monitor that. Um, I thought I thought that's what happened. Yeah. Was that some weird stuff started showing up on the TV oh, and you had to be no. like, no, no. Unfortunately, don't draw for that. No, but so across the last couple of years, one, like technology has been a big thing, right? We used to see over the last couple of years, like the body fat scanners. You and I have like, talked about that one. We have body the, fat scanner, like, the yep. The handheld one. And they have the ones that you would stand on the platform and go full circle around and do all your measurements and take a picture. And then you could put basically that silhouette to the new silhouette and see your mass changing, Right. It blew my mind this year that instead of those, they were selfie stations. 
that was the new trend. And I'm not even joking. You. Yeah. Have you seen? No. Have you seen those ones like for a wedding where you stand on the platform and the camera twirls around you in a 360, Uh -uh. and so you make faces and whatever. That's what it is. It's you stand on the platform and the camera goes around. So those are starting to show up in gyms now. Yeah. So gyms are now instead of let's say having room for like the yoga room or our group X. They actually are renting those rooms out for like a dollar a minute for posing or eh, uh, I see some blogging. So like, uh, let's say a personal trainers that are freelance, they'll go into those and record their workouts and put mm-hmm. that up for their TikToks or such. Right. They are also, it's changed the design of gyms. Gyms are now much more low lit, low dim, <laughs> for the show lighting. all your shadow. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the fact that you actually brought that up, has reached that's a great point to almost bring back because the trends of gyms have changed dramatically since COVID. Trainers are almost non-existent in gyms anymore because they've all gone to TikTok. Uh, They're all selling workouts online. online, uh, And so they're all recording it. And so people are following that throughout that. That means all of your followers are getting their workouts off that. And now we've gone from, that extensive hit training, P90X, kickboxing, uh, even, you know, our classes in the morning that are like circuit station style, those are going out and everything's going back to resistance training. And so you look at your population on the floor now, it's literally from the age of 15 to 39 is weightlifting. And so, and why? Because they were motivated by something they saw online. They're, they're watching these females grow their glutes and they have these different bodies that have embraced muscles, right? No one's really impressed by a guy running on a treadmill really fast for no. 20 minutes. Exactly, right. that, that huge athleticism. It's all about vanity. Vanity. Which goes with the selfie. Though. Exactly. Is it, if, when you first brought that up, it was like, oh no. But to think, that okay, well, it's giving those people a spot to go do it. Yep. So they're not doing it out there. Not recording it's other like, people. Oh well, maybe that's not such a bad idea. No, it's truly. I feel like I would adapt to it. Maybe you and I, because of like our ages and our personalities, like it's an ick for us. Like oh I man, I don't need that at much attention. I like, wouldn't go pay for it. And I don't. It's different when you're like, man, you just want to come in and feel good, but to be needing that much attention. You and I, I might not relate, but I do feel like I would support that as, as in the business, I would support that because again, like you pointed out, they're not recording people behind them. They're in their own space and they're inspiring others. So, so kudos I, to them. I can't come in here with someone that I'm charging to train them and run them through a personal training session they pay me, I give you nothing, and then we leave. Correct. There's a rule against that. Correct. We are pretty how, sure about that. How does that translate to the online coach who has, you know, 100 clients throughout the country or whatever, but he comes here and uses the gym to make his living, but you guys make nothing but off of that. But directly, he's, only, he's paying me for his usage. So therefore, like, his you know, him bringing in an a client or she bringing in a client and using my equipment and maximizing on what I'm providing and making money off of that. Like 
one-on-one, I think that's the only way I can um, directly say that that's, that's the difference. It's kind of a workaround. It is. It is. But here's the thing, like, the, the trainer coming in with a client or myself, right, training a client, I am looking at that client. I know exactly what they're doing wrong. I know why they're not seeing the results here, here, and here, where the person selling the workouts online – we both, we all, the whole world knows those clients are, they're motivated, they're inspired, but we all know that there is fault to that. It's not, it's not the best way to go about it. You don't know if you're doing it right. I mean, let's talk about deadlifts, Sean. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if the whole world does know because it seems like there's, it's hard to tell when you just come across like some dude that's looks good and he's trying to sell a, a diet or a workout online Mm -hmm. there's so many people that are naturally geared to looking a certain way and they have a lot of natural help yeah the the best looking the best physique male that i've ever known knew nothing and couldn't teach me or tell me anything that actually helped me he was very naturally gifted and he used a lot of drugs Oh, well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> like, the most I've, like, aside from your professional athletes or whatever, like, yeah. for this dude just being, like, a local guy, it was ridiculous the amount of stuff that this guy was taking. But he looked amazing. But when you would ask him for advice, he'd be like, oh, how many meals a day are you eating? And I was oh, you know, five. He's like, you got to eat six. Like that, it's like that last meal, he sat me down. We ran through what I was eating, how much, what times a day. And he was like, that's your problem. You just need that one more meal. And I was like, that, that's what it is. Like, there's no, that's not what it is. Yeah. But you want to hire this guy. He's going to charge you $300 a month. Because of what to, he looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're doing through TikTok and Instagram, right? Like, they look really good. They do the videos it looks good. I want what she has. I want what he has. But there's not a lot of body awareness and um, coordination a lot of times. So when they mock that workout, they don't know where they're supposed to be feeling it. This person says, you want a better upper body, do this, this, and this. And we just replicate it because they said so, but we don't really know where we're supposed to feel it. We don't know what the posture is supposed to be when we're doing it. We don't know activation beforehand. Like, so. I don't, I still can't find any sort of exercise angle contortion that I actually feel my rear delt doing something. It doesn't matter what I've tried to do. Yeah. You almost do when I've, so since my shoulder injury, mm-hmm. I've been doing the physical therapy stuff with, you know, very lightweight or no weight. And these people know exactly how to make you use a muscle that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. Way more than any personal trainer that I've ever worked with or talked to. Like, sit up straight and pull your shoulders back, do a cable row. It's like okay, but where am I supposed to feel this? I kind of feel it in my shoulders. They can't direct you to feel it like in your middle upper back, but these people can. You know, here's the weird part about that, though, is 
if you came in and worked with a trainer, you have to have a, a mindset that that's what you're getting. Unfortunately, if we did that all the time with our clients, that's not what they're expecting. That's not what they want. No, either, is it? no. they want to come in and like just, you know, get after it. And so they feel disappointed. And unfortunately, this is a business, right? So we have to kind of follow the lead of the client. We can coach them like, hey, I can spend all the time and work on this and we can finally see some results from this area. Or, I mean, we can do what you want to do and I'm, I'm going to make sure you're doing it safely and lead you. But a lot of times, I mean, we kind of have to follow the cue of the client. But imagine how much less you're getting of that Yep. If the guy's just in your DMs. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're very good point. Mm-hmm. Nothing. But people... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I kind of started to talk about this. You can't tell. Is this guy... How many people are buying his program? Like, it's in his bio. Right. He's got a little website. He's putting it out there. Yeah. He drives a brand new Jeep. Or what? They always drive Jeeps, you know? <laughs> and then it's like... This guy looks successful. Yeah. But maybe he does construction work 50 hours a week, and this is his side job, but he doesn't post his construction work. Yeah. Is he really making all this money? Didn't you just define the whole American society? <laughs> it yeah. is all about yeah. what we want to show. I, I think you, you add the vanity. Yeah. There's there's extra vanity here. Yeah. Right? And when you add that on top, and then the desire to look like that. Yeah. You do wonder how many people are just like tossing their money out. Yeah. Compared to what they're getting. And trainers do, you know, have come up with those templates, right? I got my template for my person that's just new to it. I've got my template, you know. You've got those six weeks templates. It saves us a lot of time. Uh, but what you're that, getting that's in. not what I'm doing with a one-on-one client in front of me. But if I had an online training business, that's what I would be doing. But you're not going to get that feedback from your client as direct and fine-tuned and straight on meeting me every week or twice a week or I'm seeing them regularly in here executing what I've prescribed them that that's a lot harder to do with online clients knowing even it's hard enough in person as a trainer to get your client to tell you the truth Absolutely. <laughs> but at least you can see them in here yeah like oh they're doing this they're doing that not to Compared. mention I live in a small town, so I'm going to see them at the restaurant and in the grocery store, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> what, uh, is that annoying to you? How long have you been working I believe here? Yeah. yeah. I've been working here for almost 11 years now. Okay. Yeah. So I would call that a long time. Yeah. Is it, does, I don't know, does it ever keep you awake at night? Like, I wish these people... I kind of changed the subject on you without telling you, <laughs> but they don't listen to me. Yeah. Like, I know what I'm doing. I know how to help you, but like you're, you're paying me and then you're lying to me. You're paying me and then I'm directing you a way to do. Okay. So let's use Joni as okay. an example. Okay. She doesn't know much about, she can follow a workout plan. But she doesn't really know why you do what or what does what. But she wants to develop a certain thing or look a certain way. I will tell her, like, these are the things that you need to do. Do them this often. Do them this intensity. And then 
she'll see somebody that posted something online and she'll be like, oh, well, this person does this. I'm going to do this instead. And that's like, you know, she will go and do that for six months. I'm kind of, this hasn't exactly happened, but, you know, similar enough. And then six months later, it's like, oh, that hasn't really worked. I'm like, well, maybe you should try the other thing. She goes and tries something else that's similar to what I said. And then she's like, oh, it's working. And it's like, I, like, I told you this a year ago. Um, but Never trade with your significant <laughs> well, other. It doesn't have to be. No, I know exactly any, what you're saying. Any, uh, I always seem to get, if we're talking about not training, but just being in the gym, the younger, I would say boys, like younger teenage boys mm-hmm. that are super skinny seem to be the ones that come to me and they're like, Hey, like, what do you do? How did, how did you, you know, how do you look like this? What can I do? And it's like, well, you're the easiest. You have it easier than Canvas. everybody. Yeah. Like just, there was this one kid that I knew that worked at a Mexican restaurant and I was like, you're around rice, beans, chicken all day long. I was like, just eat as much as you can while you're at work. Just constantly eat. And he was like, okay. And then, you know, three months later, hey, how have you been doing? And have you been eating? And he's like, oh, you know, I don't want to get fat. It's like, okay, well, you know. You know, the problem is, is, is there's so easy? much information out of the, out in general, right? There's so much information. So I can watch the first TikTok that tells me I need to eat five meals a day and then scroll, scroll, scroll. And then the next one tells me I need to intermittent fast and like eat in my window. And then the next one, you know, so it's the overabundance of information that confuses us all. And it's all different. And science, science comes out and changes on us as well. Right. Things that we thought we knew 10 years ago versus things that we know now. Um, that, I think that's why I give those clients grace though. I don't ever get frustrated, even if they're not telling me the truth. I think I've been doing it long enough that I just have to be true to myself in knowing that I'm giving them the material, the information to help them be successful. And if they can apply it, great. If not, I think the most frustrating things for me is the weird, bad crash diets. Well, stick with it for a month and then get mad that it doesn't work and then go to the next one. Or where it's a super dramatic. You saw someone do this diet and they lost 20 pounds in a month. And so you're going to follow it. Recently, I actually had um, a known friend in here, him and his wife, were going to go do this local thing. Okay. Okay. And I tried to explain to him what, when we look for how many calories you're supposed to intake of what your expenditure is, what your goal is, you know, why we try to figure out where your macros should be divided into upon what goals you're, you're seeking. I broke all that down for him and I was like, please don't do this. Please like, just don't do this. Like (laughs) this doesn't make sense. You're going to see results in that first month, but then you're going to be right back to square one. And Um, and I, his wife did it 
and they saw some great results in, in the beginning, but it was really hard. It was really hard to do, but I don't think it's, it's not sustainable and right, it's it very hard. Yeah, it's, it's taps out. The problem is, is that we all need to live in a box in order to feel like we're going to succeed. Like how many people asked you, tell me exactly what to eat and that's what I'll eat. Yeah. And you're like, no. I'm going to tell you what you're looking for to eat and why you're eating it and what that's doing for you so that you can become your own nutritionist and understand it, what that's doing for your body. Because if I tell you to eat five egg whites for breakfast and blah, 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 if I laid all that out, you're going to do it for maybe a week, maybe two weeks, and you'll realize how much time and energy that takes and how it is not sustainable. And then you're going to be pissed off at yourself and you're going to crash and you're going to go completely the other way, right? Because once we like feel like failures, we just F it. And it, it generally takes two to three weeks of doing whichever of the diets that you pick for your body to actually adjust to it and for it to start working. So you see people that will stick with it for two weeks. And it's like, now you can start. Like this two weeks was just letting your body chill out and adjust the next month or two was when you're going to see the results, but they saw no results and they felt like shit for two weeks. So they're like, yeah, Oh, let me try something else. And then after a year of five different diets, their metabolism is so messed up that you're just like, well, it's just like your body's just so confused at that point. Right. And especially in crash dieting, you've, they've most likely limited calories so much. And then what you have metabolic, what can you take from Well, you're only eating 700 calories a day? You can't eat, less so what happens right metabolic adaptation your body's going to adapt to the new intake so you tell them hey we're gonna have you eat 2,000 calories a day for the next six months to get your body back to normal and they're like no no way I'll gain (laughs) so much against everything that I've saw it's like yeah Yeah. you will gain some weight but yeah yeah you're probably on the way to dying (laughs) at 700 but I am so excited to see the new trends as I kind of tapped on earlier of girls not trying to be 110 pounds. The fact that I meet with girls now and they're not like, I don't want to look bulky. They're like, nah, I want like caps. I want shoulders and I want some booty. And they want to like lift weights. When I got into the business, I mean, you literally did a tour of the gym and you kind of showed them your group X room and your functional training room. But when you walked by the, the like free weights, you'd be like, well, don't worry about that. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not intimidating. Just don't worry about it. Don't look. But now, like, they don't want to see the other stuff. They want to go see yeah. what your weights are. Like, I watch people come in, whether it's young, skinny kids, you know, high school boys or girls, that – they come in and tackle it. Their confidence to come in and try out these workouts and, and go hit those machines and free weights. I am super stoked about that. Ten, I think that's awesome. Ten years ago, a girl would say, oh, I just want to be toned. And you'd say, okay, well, you need to lift some weights to get that tone. Otherwise, you're going to yeah. be skinny with no muscle. Yeah. And they would say, well, no, I don't want to lift weights. I don't want to look like a man. I don't want to get yeah. giant. And now girls are saying, it's so hard to look like a man. It's so hard (laughs) to gain weight and gain muscle. It's like, yes, it it is. Like, thank you for noticing because there was that fear of like, I'm going to look at a weight and I'm going to have veins in my 
forearms. And they were so scared of like what the number on the scale is. I remember one time I was uh, in the trainer's office. There were several, like a couple of us trainers in there. And this one trainer was doing a session with his female client. And he was like kind of asking her about some goals. And like, okay, well, like how much do you want to weigh? Or, or what is that goal? I forgot kind of exact question. And she looked and she's like, Faith, how much do you weigh? And I said, 142. And she goes, oh, uh, well, like not that much. Because I was like, oh, you just looked at me. You like what I look like. But for some reason, my density changes your goal. Like, and that's how it twisted it used to be. And now I, I am pleased to see that that's, I don't think that that is the top thing on their mind. They want to see that when a person looks at them, they're like, they work out. Yeah. Right? I prefer that. I know Absolutely. there's still a lot of men that are like, oh, that's. That's gross, but it is changing. And also, like, there is a huge difference between, like, a toned or muscular woman and then, like, a pro bodybuilder oh, yeah. woman. Yeah. Like, it's two completely separate yeah. categories, but I think that there's that thought of, like, I'm, I'm like, one workout away yeah. from having, like, 30-inch arms, you know? <laughs> it's like, no, like, it's not. It's not going to happen without you noticing it. Right. Like, if that's not what you want, that's under your control. Absolutely. It doesn't accidentally happen. Absolutely. And even that person might not be your type uh, romantically or like physically like that. But you do, you see a person in the store and you make certain assumptions by seeing her athleticism, his athleticism. When I immediately look at that person, I know that they have discipline. They have structure. They have like self-respect you know there's a lot of assumptions that go into that and and muscle is kind of that first thing that is that indicator person can be skinny and maybe be a runner maybe whatever but they could also just be skinny you don't see a girl with striations in her chest that's a runner like typically right like she she lifts and so i can automatically look at her and i have respect for her because because i know those principles are instilled and i think you know what that's awesome. What is your favorite thing about working here? Um, my favorite thing is just the overall environment, the positivity. You know, people are here to better themselves. They feel good when they're here. You change lives. I love that I have been here long enough that I've built those relationships. Somebody can stop in my office and be like, oh my gosh, I'm down to my goal weight or I have two pounds, my goal weight, or, oh, I went and ran this or, you know, whatever those accomplishments are that they're willing to share them, that I get to celebrate that with them. And over the years, I've watched people get younger. Yeah. Right. Like they've come in, um, there's one gentleman in the morning. He's very fit. He, I don't know how old he is. He's 70. Uh, but he never ever was a part of the gym until Gold's Gym came to Montrose. And now he is here Monday through Friday. He does classes. He works with a trainer. It took him several years to finally hire a trainer. But he works as a trainer. And he's everybody's best friend on the floor. You know? And he just, all the time, he'll come in and sit on my, down on the chair and he'll be like, you know, 
just want you to know I love this place. Like, and it's just That's it's cool. changed him, and and so seeing that his he's literally gotten younger from working out and changing his lifestyle, and he's more athletic, and the things he can do that his life has so much more quality to it. You know, and he is getting that sense of community. Oh, absolutely. So it's different things for different people. When you said that, I was kind of like, well, it's kind of the time you work out. Or I like to be here when there's... I have two very (laughs) different personality sides where... And if you're not seeking it, then you're not going to get it. But if you're, you know, starting those conversations, then it will happen. That's what I do. sit down with an interview with someone I want to work at the front desk, and I explain to them, like, you're walking into a very, very vulnerable environment. What other environments are you going to walk into where there's a mirror at every angle that you're going to look at yourself at every angle for the next hour? You're going to wonder who's looking at you. You're looking at other people. It's a very vulnerable environment. And I believe that the customer service at the front desk, from the smile when they walk in the front door, when they learn their name, the customer service at the front desk is what starts the community. Because when that person starts walking in and they start feeling like they know the staff, they start knowing people, they start getting that welcoming feeling, then they start having more conversations on the floor. And when they start having those conversations on the floor, now we're building up relationships where somebody might go grab dinner after they work out. Right. So starting those conversations. We've started like book clubs here. We've started, you know, run clubs. That, I mean, all of that has started from people that have started in classes and started relationships. I think it's fabulous, you know? The, when I did the group classes, those people all knew each other and they were, yeah, so... And they'll text okay, each other, so right? They're not showing up. They're like, hey, where just, are you? It's just me. Yeah. There, there <laughs> obviously is that. I generally don't go looking for it. It's something where maybe it's so overwhelming that I get sucked into it, even though I wasn't necessarily yeah. wanting it. Or it could be very much like the gym that I was going to when I did have that was when my mom was sick and I saw no one. 24 hours a day except yeah. for her unless I was at the gym. It's what you So needed. I was probably like dying for some sort yeah. of like personal interaction. Yeah. I also didn't have a job or anything. So it was <laughs> like the gym was just no. the only time I left the house without my mom was to go to the gym. So it was like this is my How cool you know, is that, right? To be in yeah. such a healthy environment and and be surrounded by other people that are going to lift you up and What's be, what's your least favorite thing? Oh, my least favorite thing is everybody telling me how to do my job. (laughs) My least favorite thing is people complaining from both spectrums. Uh, The music's too loud. The music is boring and and low. Uh, People are grunting and acting dumb. Or I want to grunt and drop weights. they are naked out on the floor. Oh, I can't believe I wear a shirt. You know, that's my least favorite about the job is being referee and trying to make everybody happy. Years ago, there was a giant sign that you put out front that was like the following attire is not appropriate. And for, I I don't know, a few months, there was like a crackdown on like, you're not wearing this. You got to go change. Yeah. And I think... If I remember right, it was so annoying that you just gave up or it was causing more problems than actually what kind of happened was crop tops. So we just had our basic rules were, you know, it was really the sports bra. That's really what it was. That shit came out of nowhere. Yeah. When it just like hit hard. Yeah. 
So it was, you have to wear a shirt. And we'll go into, I want to go in depth of why that was really important to us in the beginning and why I still believe in it. But, but the problem came crop tops. So it was the exact same attire. They had a shirt over their sports bra. So how do I battle that? <laughs> you have a shirt on. So then I have to say, what? You have to cover your navel? Like, right. Then, then am I back into eighth grade? You have to put your hands by your side and your shorts have to go to your fingertips. Yeah, but here's the problem with that that topic. I think you should wear what you want. If that makes you feel excited to do better, to it makes you feel attractive, and that motivates you to work harder cool awesome like do those things the problem is is uh the stigma of i mean you can't go without like just being straight to the topic uh booty shorts and a sports bra right (laughs) don't i come in i'm going to show everything but then when they look i'm going to judge you or be mad that you're looking and my biggest problem with it this, this this really was it. Ages. How do I allow an 18-year-old to come in and wear it, but a 15-year-old, like, I've got to be like, no, you got to be way 18. Like, that's, that's your mom's rule. But the problem was I'm trying to protect them, and I'm trying to protect the men around them because I want the men to feel comfortable coming to work out here, not be called a pervert, right, because she's doing straight leg deadlifts in booty shorts right in front of you. Yeah. I want to protect them too, you know, and I want to protect the girls, like both aspects of it. And how do you, how do you protect both without right. having a, a dress code? And then when I put out that, that big poster you were talking about, people slam me on Facebook, slam me on social media. Like I was the principal of a high school, <laughs> but the problem was I'm trying to protect all the people, right? Yeah. I don't want to tell you what to wear, but I'm trying to make it a comfortable place that, Let's say your wife already feels a little insecure about you going to the gym and then knowing all of that out there, now you're, now you got to go to a different gym, (laughs) you know? And I swear to God that that's happened. Swear to God. So it's, that's, it's just tough for me. It's tough for, I think all gyms and that, I don't know. I don't know what the right and wrong is, but. Have you spent a lot of time in the planet fitness? No, okay. <laughs> I don't so, think I've ever actually been in a never been in, No. So they do have a dress code rule and it is very, oh, what's the word? Modest? like. Yeah. Okay. Good word. So like dudes can't wear tank tops. Yeah. And it's, so it's not like, let me measure your shorts or let me, can I see your belly button or not? Yeah. It's just like, you gotta wear a t-shirt. Wow. And there's, there's nothing else, but. There were plenty. The closest gym to me last time I was living in South Carolina was a Planet Fitness. Yeah. And it was a 30-minute, like, traffic-filled drive to get to the Golds. Yeah. Planet Fitness was at the end of my street. So I was like, okay, I'll go there. Pick your battle. And there were plenty of people that would not follow the dress code. And one out of ten times, they would get, like, sent out. Whatever. Yeah. But they went so far as to, like, you couldn't even bring in water jugs. Oh, jeez. You could bring in, like, a water cup. But, like, those, like, douchey, like, Like you know, gallon gallon water things. things. Yeah. So anything that was intimidating kind of led to you being, like, a gym bro 
was just yeah. like, no, you can't. I still am pretty particular on like the guys taking off their shirts and flexing in the <laughs> team training room or whatever. And that's again, it's just uncomfortable for the people around you. They got to use the selfie booth. I, yeah, that. I know. I need to, I need to rent those out for a dollar a minute. Got to figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a tough topic. It really is. But you, I don't know what's right and wrong with so that. So you ended up just like fuck it. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And I mean, look at the trends. Now it's like halter tops, like the ones that go around your neck, and then the ones like just the tube top, just straight around. Like yeah, I've, I think I, I've I only mean, seen one or two. If that works here, for but. you, but I mean, you can see more, right? I'm not, I mean, she can see more in her back muscles when she's lifting, and and see that she's activating the right muscles or getting that. I just, it's it's an odd industry. There is, if I were to go into a gym, and I don't know why this is, if there's dudes in there working out with their shirts off, I'm immediately like, oh, this isn't the gym for me. Yeah. Is this like a sexist thing? Because like if I go in and there's women in sports bras, <laughs> I'm like, oh. This is I, great. But I, like I would it. be weird if yeah. I came into the gym and there were women working out shirtless, I think I'd be like, what is, what's, happening? what's going on yeah. here? Yeah. So. That's it, a lot. There have been a handful of outfits that I've seen in here where I've been like, why would you choose to wear that have you like, seen it's unfortunate too have you seen that new trend this is kind of going off but do you need you seen that new trend where girls like they set up the camera and they're recording themselves working out but they're looking they're, they're also watching for trying to catch the bystanders yeah, the guys yeah, yeah, and then, and then call them out them. Yeah, yeah, yeah what is that game like that is unfortunate again you're ruining the environment like where people just come in and work out and do your thing man like that that's unfortunate that's I, think, I really don't like that. Like we're the land of freedom or whatever, right? So you have the freedom to dress however you want, but yeah. I think that if you're going to come in here dressed like that, you also have to just accept that things might happen because of that. Yeah. But I think it's whether you feed the attention or not. If you keep on making eye contact with him as he keeps looking at you, okay, then you're obviously you're trying to encourage that. If you ignore it, I believe that he's going to get – the hint and leave you alone. So, so, some I feel guys like that's life. I some feel like that is life. And if he approaches you or says something, you have to be polite, be a person and just politely decline and express you're not interested. Move on. Like I don't I don't understand the whole like bait and I don't even get it, but <laughs> it's silly. What's this might not be the easiest thing to bring to mind right, you know, on the spot. What's the weirdest thing that you've encountered or had to take care of here? Like, you ever had the mm-hmm. cops come in here and remove someone? You ever yeah. Ha- yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I found a bat here once. Like that was, <laughs> oh, yeah. For me, that no, was we have like that exciting stuff the, every the year. The migration and, of bats. We have it every the, year, twice a year. The alcohol in the dressing room. Yeah, so we've had people on drugs that come in and work out. And for their safety and for the, the concern of others, I've had them removed. Um, I've had to have people removed because they're violating the no um, freelance training rule. 
And that's out of, again, where they just think that we're being selfish or I don't even know what the correct word would be. But but really, that's a liability for me because especially in this town, right? So if somebody's coming in, they're freelance training, and then that client is going out and they're like, well, my trainer at Gold's, and they're getting hurt or they're doing something stupid, right? You're you're hurting my reputation because this person is training at Gold's but not with a Gold's trainer, right? So there's, there's a, such a bigger picture to that. Um, other weird. You ever had? I mean, some inappropriate mad? things in the jacuzzi. Oh, um, those Any, are those are. Anybody ever get mad about having to wear a mask while they work out? And <laughs> when that <laughs> was a thing. Oh man, that was a rough period of time for gym owners. Just be happy that the gym was open. Yeah. How long you're closed for? Four we months, were closed three for months? all of April, all of May. We opened right after Memorial Day, so. Just a solid two months. And then just restrictions of masks after that. And that went on for what, Colorado, for almost a year and a half, two two years for masks? I think so. That was forever. But at least you, it's better than it Oh, no, it's fine. It just, yeah, no, it just sucked because, again, when there's loopholes, if I come in and say I have a medical exemption, I I can't ask for that. Then, well, there's 40 people on that side of the gym without masks. And so, no, that was, that was just terrible. (laughs) I don't even want to even rethink that, Sean. Don't even bring it up. I think I have PTSD from that. So nothing that jumps out is like the, a lasting story for the rest of your life that you'll like. Okay. No. I mean, there's definitely like some fun, entertaining stories along the way, but like nothing jumping off the, jumping out at me right now. Okay. No. Has it been a pretty calm job then, yeah. aside from like the Facebook harassment? Uh, you know what that's my personality though so um coincidentally like my sister was general manager before she just i think she just took that stuff more seriously or sensitively like that stuff affected her more i i might deal with it for a couple hours like that confrontation and like run through it and talk about it for a minute and it kind of fires me up but i get over it pretty quick the whole facebook stuff like i get over it pretty quick and move on it's just kind of the nature being in management right so what's the have there been a lot of issues let's just talk let's not talk about specifically this gym okay but kind of going back to what we were talking about with the way that the women are dressed or whatever Mm -hmm. there's regardless of how the woman is dressed there is always the dude that wants to talk to the woman yeah but the woman is at the gym to work out yeah have you well i guess we will use this gym where you've been approached like you gotta get this dude like yeah he's bothering me daily yep yeah so i feel like that's been one out of five where he's actually kind of a creeper the other four is because she sends one signal and I have cameras everywhere, right? So whenever I'm approached by that, whenever I am approached by that topic of this guy makes me feel uncomfortable, I watch cameras and I watch her behavior and I watch his behavior and I see both sides of the story first. And when I don't feel like she's sending signals that say, I really am not interested, like even the way you turn your hips to a person, right? If I turn and point my shoes at you, I'm engaged in this conversation. If I keep my shoes pointed away, 
you are going to see indicators that say, you know, she does not make eye contact. She might answer my question because she's being polite. Right. But there's definitely indicators that say she's really not going to, like, engage. Right? So, so you have a, I watch all that first. You have a girl that comes to you like, hey, this guy won't leave me alone. Yeah. You go and watch tape. I do. To see, like, what's this interaction? What's, what's going on with the woman that you seem to think that she's maybe she's not sending come talk to me signals but she is sending you don't really bother me signals where it looks like this is close enough to mutual Mm -hmm. but she thinks that it's over the top my first response would be like if in that scenario where it you're you're kind of in that gray area my first response is you you need to tell him you're not interested. You need to express that before I go approach him. You know how much easier stuff would be if everybody would just just say, say it. That. Just say, hey, you know what? I think you're really nice, but when I come into the gym, I'm here to work out. Cool. People have. I'm still such polite. A problem I don't. I'm not being a witch. I. You can direct that, and cool. Yeah. He might. He might be defensive and he might say well you know be a bitch about it whatever i would be cool relieved. that's fine but like, that, yeah like oh solved it thanks like there was one scenario that a female had approached staff and said like really concerned man this person this guy is just giving me the creeps he follows me around he's this that whatever i go on the camera and this guy kind of approaches the room that this female's in and she literally walks to him to talk (laughs) and then she he's like over at the benches later on and she walks by him to go get work water like three times but walks by him she walks fast she doesn't make eye contact but she keeps walking by him of that behavior why does that gentleman think that she doesn't want him to talk to her like but she wants me to go to him right now and tell him to leave her alone. I Step one, you got to do that. Step two, if that, that, then I will let him know, you know what, this girl really doesn't like your attention. So the one out of five that, yeah. that are creeping, mm-hmm. do they seem genuinely surprised, like that they didn't know they were being weird? No, like I've had one guy, He's he would never actually – talk to the girl or like look at like even interact with the girl but left like flowers and <laughs> panties on her car okay well that's okay that's a completely right? different that's but completely it's different. weird but then yeah, she feels uncomfortable because yeah. she's like i gotta walk out to my car by myself those yeah. are weird and they're li- enjoying watching that female workout so they're here at the same time and coming up with their own things um another time let's see where was another one where like walked by like and touched her butt like without any uh, encouragement of that, like no flirting or anything. You know you what I mean? Just touched Yeah. How many times has it has it flipped, where a, a male has approached you and been like, "You got to get this girl away from me." I don't know that they've ever. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> I've never said that. Never but they have like said, like I feel uncomfortable, or I've had I've had like couples. Oh, this girl approached me over here, and then they all like girls want to fight girls and guys want to fight the guys and so and so walked by you had any fights here yeah 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 
I've never seen one. Oh, I've never seen goodness. a gym fight yeah. anywhere. Not see like, them online all the time. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they threw blows in. They want to take it outside. Oh, okay. Yeah. But very close to Lake Onee. I had an issue at the Golds in South Carolina with this dude that wouldn't leave me alone. And he would follow me. Well, so this dude would be at the gym for two to three hours. He would always be in between an exercise, right? Like he, he very rarely did any sort of working out, but he would go into the sauna. He would go into the pool. He would go into the locker room and he would go into the locker room. He would go into the locker room. Yeah. And I think it was like winter and I was taking off like a bigger hoodie or something. And he saw my tattoos and he was like, oh, you know, those are really cool. And he like grabs my hand, or which is kind of not that it's cool, but yeah. it's somewhat normal for people to do that. Yeah. He's like, do you have tattoos everywhere? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, and could I see? And I was like. Like, you want me to just take off my shirt? And I was like, like no, I got to, you know, I got to go work out or whatever. <laughs> but then I would see this dude just observing. Interesting. Like he'd be sitting in it on, a, on a chair off to the side or he'd be walking through. Yeah. But then you would see him and if you had to go to the locker room to pee, it's like he's in the locker room. Again. But then when you came in to change, he was in the locker room. And when you went to get your stuff to leave, so like, oh, this dude is in the locker room. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. But, I don't know, that's just more Did like, you ever talk to staff about it? Just like, hey, here's a heads up? No. Because yeah. I don't. Whatever. Like, if... He was not intimidating... He was more like something's up. Something might be wrong with this dude. Uh, like, I'm just going to leave the hole. Because if he is just a little bit off, yeah. I don't want the staff to start being like, like watching this dude and yeah. thinking he's some kind of creep. But on the flip side, if we don't know about it. You think I should have said something? Yeah, because I feel like it kind of adds, if if the behavior is repetitious where it's like, Somebody told me this two weeks ago, and now it's kind of escalated. Now someone's telling me this, and now it's ne- on to the next. Right. That doesn't mean I'm going to do something on the first heads up, right? right. But at least I can no. monitor the behavior. So, yeah, no, I think mentioning things are important. And if it's just, hey, no need, I'm just, just letting you guys know. So in case you hear anything else. You mentioned you've had people removed for drugs. I'm guessing you mean like recreational drugs. Have, yeah. Are there stuff. any 10 years into this business? Do you think that you could give a percentage of the amount of people that are regulars at the gym that you're let's keep a percentage of people that you're positive are using some sort of Performance enhancing drugs. Oh, performance enhancing. I was talking like drugs, drugs. Like right, right. On Earlier, yeah, that's, like, I know yeah. that's what you meant. Um, that, I actually have no idea. I've, I actually uh, choose to stay very ignorant to that because I just, it's it's not an issue at this gym. And if they are, they're keeping it out of here 
and uh, it just it hasn't been an issue and so therefore nobody you've ever had to remove for like trying mm -hmm. to pedal their mm -hmm. nope. their gear or something nope, no not here mm -mm. yeah there was i'm not gonna remember his name i when it comes to that stuff i don't ever know what to believe or not to believe anyway yeah, yeah. but i remember a couple of years ago there was somebody that was running like a nutrition shop or maybe they were running anytime huh. that they got busted for like this huge like steroid bust huh. like oh. out of their trunk and that's like oh. that sounds totally made up <laughs> like i don't think people are driving around with like you know like buckets of this stuff in yeah. their trunk but i can say in south carolina 10 to 20 times I was just approached by people like hey yeah. like I can get this or sometimes like hey can you get me this or do you yeah. know someone who can yeah I think three times or less here they just that I've ever even heard it kind of talked about come up yeah but there are definitely I think the only time I would really be concerned about that is just because we have we have such a younger like our young boys here you know, or even females, but like, I just would hate to see them be uh, making choices that are going to affect their health in the future, uh, without like the correct, yeah. proper direction with it. Um, I feel pretty confident about saying a lot of the younger guys here, uh, don't, but like I said, I kind of choose to be ignorant to it. To I, I would agree with you that a lot to most of them don't I think that they've actually done a really great job of educating themselves on proper nutrition, their timing of carbs and, and protein, and watching them be very, very consistent with lifting. I am so impressed. There's a there's a really strong group of 17 to 19 year olds right now that, man, I am very impressed with them. And I, I prove me wrong maybe, but I think that they they don't it, well that's like your perfect age if, if you want to get into this and see like immediate changes like that 15 to like 25 like yeah that's the years to do it build it for sure for sure and it's so cool because think about like when you were that age like whether you're scrawny know. were you scrawny like no skinny? i was just like through high school i was just i don't want to say like average because i played sports yeah. in high school I didn't take the weightlifting aspect of it seriously. I just played sports. Absolutely. After I graduated high school, I did nothing. Yeah. Like zero activity whatsoever yeah. for like five years. And I got, I mean, I got fat, like yeah. zero muscle, 220 pounds. Could you imagine if you would have gotten into weightlifting, I wish you know, late in high school, like a, your confidence level. Like, be just overall health. And then you would have been so much more likely to maintain that after school, right? Because after you graduated, like, sports were over. They were there yeah. for you. So what was the motivation to keep going? But if you had that muscle base, like, what – that yeah. would have just no, really encouraged you to keep going. I start until, like, 25. Yeah. And it's because I, I went to college late, and I stayed in college forever. And it was like – I'm going to Mesa back yeah. when it was Mesa State. Yeah. Like this, 
the school athletic program is a joke. Yeah. I bet I can play football here. Mm-hmm. And then I did. And it was like, well, that was, you know, I haven't worked out or ran in like five years, but yeah. I took like six months to like get in shape. That's awesome. But it, yeah, if I could have just carried that over. Yeah. But and continuing, like I said, it's just so good for your, your own confidence and body image. Some of the kids that I can't tell if they're 17 or 20, but <laughs> that's when you know you're old, Sean. You'll, you'll see them and then your timing with their workouts just won't line up. Yeah. And then you'll see them four months later mm-hmm. and you're like, holy, like, holy shit. Yeah. And there's no, let's say that there's, I can probably think of, I don't know their names. I could yeah. point out like 10 kids that I would all say that about. Yeah. And there's no way that all 10 of them are using some sort of right. steroid, like maybe one or two, mm-hmm. but the other ones are making just as good progress at that age. Yeah. That's really something you don't need to worry about until yeah. later Unless or if, if ever, depending what your results yeah. are. But yeah, that's... No, it's good. I honestly, that's what, that's the benefit of like some of that social media and the information out there that I do believe that kids are being motivated, inspired, and becoming more educated than we ever could even think about at that age as far as health concerns, which on the flip side, we've taken like health and PE like out of schools, <laughs> right? Elementary, middle school, like it's less and less promoting and focusing on that. And the fact that they're actually seeking it out themselves and educating themselves on, like I said, the protein, like carbs, like timing, all of those things, I think that's awesome. I think that if, to go right back to where we started, if they are getting a mediocre diet plan or a workout plan from someone they follow online, if they're following that and doing it consistently, it's still way better than paying someone one-on-one and not listening to them or changing your goals every three weeks or whatever. Yeah. So there is still like consistency. Yeah. When I, so just let's say 20 years ago, I would have been 22. That's probably around the age that I was starting to think about. Maybe I should play sports or whatever. I'm bored. I was having to like go to, have you been to the gym at Mesa? Have you ever been in there? No. They have like a basement gym with like weights from the seventies and all that stuff. And it's down like in this part of the building. I don't think it exists anymore since they renovated. That makes sense. Dark hallway, you know, no lighting, no speakers, like just like those rubber mats that don't lock together. Yep. They're just kind of spread out yeah. over the floor. And it was just like, pick this dude out and be like, hey, how how do you do this? We had the internet back then, but we didn't have it the way that we have it now. Right. The internet then was like, okay, so find like a bodybuilding forum. Yeah. Kind of read through all these idiots talking to each other. Yeah. Because generally speaking, you're not going to get great advice. It was an article out of bodybuilding magazine or like you said it was their right their and, threads and it but, would always be some mm-hmm. kind of thing like you know three month guide to add five inches to your arms yeah and it's like in three months i can do that i can do that <laughs> easy peasy yeah i remember this one thing that was 
who I think it was a Rich Piana thing that was like, you're going to go to the gym and you're going to be there for eight hours. And every 30 minutes, you're going to do this one thing. And then you're going to wait for 30 minutes. And then you're going to do this one thing. And when you leave, your arms will be two inches bigger. And I saw some kids in there like doing this one day. And they were like, oh, why not? You know, just see if it works. And I was like, oh, like, I guess. Okay, but like yeah. that's what we kind of had. Yeah. And now, like, yeah, you can just. When you go on you to, I mean, even podcasts, right? I mean, how many podcasts you can go on and they talk about literally like the science and break it down and you just got a lesson. Do you, and if it's a reputable source. Do you know the Mind Pump guys? Are you no. familiar with them? Uh-uh. So these guys have, you know, again, this is through a social media lens. Yeah. As far as I know, there's these three dudes and it's their full-time job and they do a daily podcast and they also have like a YouTube channel and whatever that supplements it, but they just take questions from listeners and they'll break them down. They'll do like four questions a day, but they'll take like 30 minutes to answer the question. They go to like such a like minute level of detail so that if I'm listening to it, but the question doesn't necessarily pertain to me, they kind of find a way to you can still to, learn to get it, it to you, like yeah. some of the information. But yeah, they're, the thing I like about it is they're all in their late 30s to 40s, and they all look amazing. But all three of them look amazing in different ways. Like one of them is just like I'm all about mass. One of them is like you're you're Brad Pitt or, you know, like you're just your physique guy. And then one of them is like an ex-football player that does nothing but like mobility exercises. And they'll give you different outlooks on each of those things. Are we going to continue to evolve in a physical way? Are we going to keep continue to live longer, grow taller, grow stronger? Or are we going to evolve into a more sedentary I sit at a computer and I don't move and I'm overweight. You know what? That's a tough question because I think that by media, we should be inspired that there, there would be two types. But living where we live, we are completely sabotaged by nutrition and media, right? So you could actually go from one of those people you're talking about, all about physique, has a great lifestyle and they kind of embody all of it but something happens in their life and they take in certain you know information and they just go the other direction like we're just and and the nutrition for me i think the nutrition that's on our shelves that's provided through convenient ways of restaurants and fast food and the, the upcoming generations of what they're being fed and how it's changing their bodies I mean, gosh, you're, you're seeing younger and younger males testing so low for testosterone. Because that is based you know? partially on what you eat. Yeah, absolutely. So it will be interesting to see how things um, continue to change. I actually saw this great video the other day about how uh, these up-and-coming teenagers right now, 
you're seeing stretch marks that you've never ever seen before you know typically like when you were growing fast you're doing football whatever you have the the typical stretch marks along your thighs along your like lats like that, that growth that happened fast right? right now it's along your low back this way so it's, it's because they're spending so much time in flexion at video games <laughs> So they're yeah. actually getting it. So even if they're active, even if they play sports, the amount of flexion in the video game is more time than they are active in that posture of that upright. So they're getting those low, yeah. Like what, what an interesting, just perfect example of how things are changing from our younger generations, whether it's their whole makeup because of the nutrition, because of their posture, because of us sitting at games or computers or TV just so much longer now. They're not out playing and doing the things we did. What do you think the bigger well, it's not limited to the what's the biggest issue in the way of nutrition? I take nu- I nutrition. take nutrition over the physical aspect. Yeah. I think nutrition is the biggest sabotage. What because now cuz even with that you've now become like a diabetic. And you have like diabetes, like younger and younger. And so then that's changing the physical. But it starts with this. Or the amount of, let's say, people changing their diet. So you have like soy milk. But that's the effects of those kind of things in younger children. Is there an easy fix for lazy people? Because I know like if if I want to we're not necessarily talking about what you're choosing to eat. If I'm choosing to eat pop tarts, you're talking about like the shit I'm being sold at the store is already terrible. Yeah. So the quality of meat, how, how can I being somewhat lazy with that? I don't mind the meal prepping. I don't mind the cooking, but when I go to the store, I don't like, I'm not going to sit there and read every ingredient. Is there an easy way that it's just like this, like, I mean, rule number one, right, is always, like, shop the perimeter of the store. Like, you want to stay as unprocessed as possible. I also coach, like, your ingredients list should be my my new. Like, yeah, you should have the least number of, like, crazy ingredients that you can't pronounce as possible. Um, But, yeah, there's just still going to be things, like, right, the the steroids and the things in your meat now, the things that are trying to mass produce. Do you buy, like, all organic? I do not. No. No. I do not. I luckily I have hunters in my family, so I get some of that. I do have like family that you know has their own cows, so I get some of that. But I still get you know ground turkey at the store, and you just kind of have to try to do your absolute best. But so no, it's still expensive, no. right? Now, like that—that's how they sabotage it too. Well, you go and your healthier stuff is so expensive you can't afford it. You pick like the hippie brand where it says it's grass-fed or it says it's all natural and when you look at it, it's really not right like, it's just people have found like bigger companies have created their own smaller brand that they market as healthy yeah. organic right but it's basically the same thing they're selling in a different box but they charge a little bit more for it and then you think oh it's more because it's better for me well, even on the lighter side of that, like the marketing ploy of the label, right? They they take this super generic, like simple label and put healthy on the top of it. And we fall for it because we're so busy. So we're like, 
going through the store and you just see that oh well that's gotta if it looks cheese like that like we're gonna buy it because it looks <laughs> it looks legit but it doesn't we don't look at the ingredients we don't ever actually mm-hmm. take the time to do it okay what are my options so I don't, if, I don't know if you want to do this but let's pretend that you do okay okay you make me a diet for I don't know, two weeks to them. It, it could be the same diet, right? Like make me a diet for a week. I'll, I'll, I'll follow it for a month. What do I do with my rice? Is my rice fine? Is like the rice that I buy at Walmart, is that fucked up rice? Or is that pretty good? What are they, what are they doing to rice that's making it? Oh, right. Are they doing something bad to it? Yeah, that's what they, they put on it. Um, but you should always like wash it. Okay. Wash rice really good, but yeah, I mean everything, everything rice so to how, how everything you, flour like. So like, how do I get my? Where do I get? Do your good research. Rice? You have to research it. You have to understand like where it's coming from. You have to understand the company. Who takes time to do that, right? Well, That's so, why I'm saying like our country like sabotages us. I would imagine if I'm buying rice, the ingredient list should say rice. Yeah. Right. Like, think, what, right. But they have else? to add a preservative. Or like what? What the worst thing you've heard is like they put like formaldehyde on it. Is the preservative thing as bad as people? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a chemical, right? Your body, your body has to figure out what to do with it. So, it it assumes you're putting it in your body for a reason. Do you think that if I ate that way for a couple weeks, that I would actually start to feel? You'll feel better. better? But you have to be looking for it, right? You have to feel. You have to understand. You have to feel better. Whether it's like inflammation or grogginess, tired, just gut health, paying attention to even over time, how am I less sick or my mental clarity, a lot of those things. You, There's a lot of things you won't know what's going on, things that vitamins and nutrients you can now absorb because the toxins are gone. So, yeah, it's... That's why people don't stick to it, right? Because it's not this dramatic, oh my gosh, I slept amazing last night. Okay. I feel so, amazing today. I feel lighter. It's not just this super dramatic. Okay. But there's so many things that when you cut it out that you didn't realize you were dealing with because it's every day. Let's say people with a, a milk allergy. They don't realize that they're dealing with inflammation or you know some gut issues until we cut it out for a period of time. Kind of slowly in bring it back in that what we would call like an elimination diet right bring it back in and then all of a sudden they're like oh gosh like i got like stomach cramps and i'm dealing with this you start to understand maybe some of the irritations not that it's bad you don't need to like cut everything out it's just that maybe we're over digesting it we're, we're it's in our diet too frequently and it is creating those issues the only time that i can remember necessarily not feeling like that was when i was doing like, what was it like the two a day, like football oh, yeah. stuff where they would force us to wake up at like five in the morning, mm-hmm. and by six, we were like running, and yeah. then I remember, you know, that six o'clock thing sucked, but then at like nine in the morning, ten in the morning, I felt like awake, and I actually felt like active, like when I get up now. I got to put both hands on the desk. You know, I got to take a deep <laughs> yeah. breath in. Yeah. I got to make like the old man sound. And it's like, oh, you know. Yeah. That light 
feeling of like being active has e even at like my biggest like most muscular self yeah i still have that like ugh, feeling mm -hmm. where i never felt like i could go do anything at any moment like i'm, I'm ready to go i'm awake except for then yeah do you think that that could be a age because i was 23 24 no. or was it because i was waking up and immediately being i think you were just active. more athletic and active yeah absolutely you started it off the day i mean i always reflect on like people millionaires right like super successful people they'll be always the ones that get up at five they work out they got the mental clarity they're set for the day they've set the tone they're they're ready and i think that there's a lot to be said about that routine. Get up early. Like even just get 30 minutes of cardio or go get your workout in. Get it going. I, I can be the first one to attest that I, if I work out in the morning, I'll eat healthier throughout the day. I obviously feel better. Um, but if I'm going to work out at night, I'll eat kind of crappy throughout the day and tell myself, well, I'm going to work out tonight. <laughs> I don't know why right. that's like so backwards, but our brains work weird. But yeah. You can always come up with any oh, yeah, excuse, kind of excuse or reason. with that yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. You get like, pretty creative. But I've also, like I haven't had like fast food. Like I haven't had McDonald's, Burger King, like those things like in over 10 years. Because, you know, when you got like drunk on Crown Royal in high school, you'll never drink it again. <laughs> you know, right. like something like that. Like I've convinced myself, I've convinced my brain that fast food will make me sick. So I've actually pulled up into a drive route through and – when she said, you know, can I help you? And I was like, no, don't wake. So I was like, I've, I convinced myself I'm going to have a gut ache from it and that it's going to make me feel like crap. So is it because I'm an ultra health nut? Absolutely not. But I do think that there's a lot to be said about those mass produced like burgers and crap from it's crazy fast food that joints. That that's just what it's going to do in your gut and your body's got to try to figure out how to break down all that stuff. I'll eat that and then I'll feel that way. And then I know that if I go eat it, I will feel that way. And then I go eat We're it anyway. We're just a lazy and like, advice. Yeah, the... just a lazy society that it's yeah. it's hot, it's warm. And they're, oh, and again, they're sabotaging you because they put sugar in there or whatever to make you literally salivate when you drive by it. It triggers it. There's some excellent, like a book out there. It's called like... Um, change of overeating or something like that and they talk about like the three ultimate like marketing like foods like snickers the blooming onion uh, and like french fries and mcdonald's because they have specific ingredients that will actually create that addiction and trigger you to salivate or crave it and also there's that the point you can't stop eating a snickers has just enough caramel nuts and like chocolate in there so the caramel, the nuts stay in your teeth. The caramel takes enough that you swallow it. And the chocolate, obviously, is sweet and good. But the, the nuts will stay in your teeth long enough to make you crave another bite, right? Or the caramel okay. collects it, makes you swallow it, so you eat it faster, but you still want more. And, like, that is what our country does. We're more worried about the sales and our health. And we're just, uh, it's a tough world to be in.